Alright, welcome guys. Welcome to the podcast. We are in the middle of working on an episode, and we have another episode in the mix. But for now, we're going to rebroadcast an older episode from the early days? Yeah, the first year. The first year of the podcast. First ten episodes. Honestly, I feel like this is like one of my first favorite episodes of the podcast where we we were really at like our prime of just being like, wow, this is like actually an insane story. And it was so much fun to just go through, dude. It is, it's wild. This dude's kind of terrible, but it is a story. Yeah, this is the story of John McAfee, a podcast episode that we recorded uh, years ago now. Um, But um, he has passed on he's shuffled off this mortal coil and um he's kind of uh he's got a lot of shit going on right now he's kind of popping right now yeah they released a documentary i guess on netflix there's a documentary on netflix so you know if you've checked that out or if you want to listen to this and then check that out you know this is uh kind of what we were doing in the beginning on this mcafee episode it was a fun time k-town was a little tipsy never <laughs> and uh promise guys we've got some shit coming out we uh we just recorded an episode, and uh, we're going to finish that Catholic Church cycle that we got going on. But for now, this is what's happening. Hope you like it. Listen up. This is what's happening. This is what's happening now. <laughs> John McAfee is happy. Here it is, y'all. The saga of John McAfee. Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? This is the Good Times of Killing Us podcast. It's your boy Dave. I'm here with K-Town. K-Town! And Marquis. Yo, 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 yo. And we are here on this beautiful McAfee Monday, which is officially <laughs> officially the schedule for which we release episodes every Monday, every Monday morning. Check us out in your lame-ass drive to work. Check out the Good hold Times on, of Killing on. Us podcast. Your boy's getting a little ahead of himself. Not every Monday. I mean, there might be bonus episodes here and there, but we're looking for a bi-weekly type of schedule. That is true, guys. We got to work real jobs. We'll, we got y'all on some spoiler casts. We got y'all on some fun stuff whenever we can. But, you know, definitely bi-weekly, bi-weekly schedule. We're all working hard. If y'all buy our feet picks, we won't have to work jobs. That's Just true. Saying. Support people who entertain you. <laughs> By bi-weekly, we mean buy our feet pics that we're going to be posting on the Instagram, and we can make this podcast happen. I have deformed nails, just <laughs> FYI. We really should start, like, a like. I mean, if that's how you got to hustle nowadays as podcasters, we should just launch, like, that premium snap, bro. Mm. Just all of our feet. Like, we'd be good. I legitimately, I had surgery on my big toes, so, like, I have, like, deformed nails on my big toes. <laughs> yeah, someone out there is just, like... Yeah, someone's dude. getting hard. Someone's hard. Someone's fully, fully torn. Right you see, now, we, we have listeners in Saudi Arabia now, so they're probably going fucking crazy. <laughs> Shout out to our Saudi Arabian listeners. I don't know if that was a slight against y'all or what, but thank y'all so no, much. I know, I know y'all like feet out there. <laughs> Yo, but but besides, you know, follow us on Facebook at the Good Times for Killing Us podcast. Follow us on Instagram. I've been fucking this up for the last bunch of episodes, but it's not just. Good times killing us. It's good times killing us podcast on Instagram. So, so much to remember. I mean, you probably found that on your own, but you know. And follow us on our YouTube, which is the good times for killing us on YouTube. Yeah, shouts out to all forty of our listeners. Yeah, y'all are going hard right now, bro. Seriously, like, there's a lot of people that are like 
regularly listening to these episodes, us doing all this research is actually feeling like it's paying off. I mean, it's not paying any bills, but, you know, at the same time, it's great that y'all actually give a shit. So thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It's sick. Shout out to y'all. Absolutely. So let's get right fucking into it. We are talking about John McAfee today, y'all. McAfee. Let's say it. Come on. McAfee. 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 Nah, see, I kept calling him uh, M- oh, M- McAfee, which made me think of Deg- G- Gaddafi. Degrassi? Degrassi. <laughs> Dude. All right, so McAfee. John McAfee. Where do we start? All right, so what do y'all think about this dude right off the bat? So first of all, John McAfee, if you recognize his last name, he's one of the big moguls of uh, antivirus software very early on, as, as late as the late 80s, but you probably saw um, one of his programs on your computer. You probably I mean, have it right point. now. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, McAfee antivirus. Yeah, he's one of the OGs along with uh, uh, McAfee and Norton. I mean, this this guy, at least his company, has been prevalent in our society, just kind of... You don't really think about it, but this is the guy who made McAfee fucking uh, antivirus. antivirus. Do you guys think Norton is going as hard as John McAfee no, right my, now? <laughs> no, my boy Norton ain't killing nobody. <laughs> you think Norton's like trying to run, make his own army in the fucking in Central America somewhere? Dude, probably not. <laughs> McAfee, I mean, th- I mean, it sounds like if people that are listening to this podcast don't already know about him, it sounds like we're just going to say this is the story of a guy who made a fucking antivirus software. But this motherfucker, after he left his antivirus company, fucking went off into the fucking jungle, uh, became the Captain Kurtz from Heart of Darkness in the fucking Belizean jungle, became a fucking... Uh, he's wanted... Well, he's not really wanted right now for murder. He's... Uh, it's well assumed. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. He's wanted for... Well, he was found, actually. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But r- technically, right now, I think he's wanted by the IRS and the FBI for tax evasion. But there's a lot of things that, things that lead to him possibly uh, having a body count. Not only in... Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, just in the in the country of Belize in general. I mean, he's just this crazy, drug-addled, fucking uh, hyper-horny. Like, literally made drugs to be horny motherfucker. Just this rich mogul who just went full-on insane after leaving the McAfee antivirus software company. He's unhinged. Like, just Google a picture of this guy right now, like, and look at this guy. The look first at, picture will probably be him shirtless with a shotgun. Pretty much most pictures you see of this guy, if you Google him right now, are going to be him shirtless with weapons. Bro. Just Google him and look at this dude. Look at this dude. <laughs> like, like. Dude, his Twitter profile has a Jonathan Joestar anime pic with it. What is this dude? Like, <laughs> what, what is fuck? this dude? <laughs> my boy, my boy out here putting anime pics up. <laughs> I think, I mean, I mean, honestly, the fact that the guy has, like, girlfriends who are, like, fucking... He had nice. a girlfriend who was, like, 17. He's probably talking to all kinds of y- weird young girls, def- despite the fact that he's, what, 70-something right now? The boy right now is currently, ugh, if you were to look this up, but he's at least 73 right Yeah, now. but he Upwards ripped. of 73. Oh, yeah, he's fat. My pig. boy, my boy, you should do yoga. <laughs> Let's he get should into be, it. He should be 69 years old right We're now. We're giving away all the heat. Let's go ahead and get into it. We Shane. just want to let y'all know who this motherfucker was, y'all. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the history and all the exploits of the man, the myth, the legend, John McAfee. So, John McAfee was born September 18th in 1945 in England, although he was raised in Salem, Virginia. So right here in our own home home state of Virginia. Two up, two down, baby. Mm. So basically what it was was his father was in the army and he had been stationed in England. He knocked up a woman in England. He said, all right, all right, so let's go on back to the U.S. and chill in Salem. And still to this day, John McAfee says that he identifies with his home country just as much as he does the U.S., despite the fact that he mostly grew up in the United States. Yeah, but he's just like, 
a, a, a rich mogul, so he's super well traveled. Mm-hmm. He's been back to fucking. Uh, uh, he's been back to England among many other places. He's been everywhere, um, but it's worth mentioning for- the Forest of Dean is where he was born in England. So wait, what? The Forest of Dean. The Forest of Dean. The Forest Bruh. of Dean. It's actually a, a notable location in. Uh, we were talking about King it's Arthur and uh, Harry Potter. Fucking uh, nerd alert! Nerd alert! <laughs> nerd alert. Harry Potter. Fucking. Uh, fucking Harry Potter. But you know. So, a young John McAfee, let's talk about his home life a little bit, because as soon as we're done with this, the first thing that you might be asking, like I was asking, was what the fuck did this dude deal with when he was a kid to lead to this kind of human being? So, his father, who was in the American Army, was actually an extremely abusive alcoholic, and when young John McAfee was only 15 years old, he shot himself in the head. Yo, shouts out to all the abusive alcoholic fathers out there. Shout out. Just don't shoot your head because it'll probably fuck your kids up even worse than you already have. Yeah. So, uh, it was when he graduated high school, he moved to Roanoke, Virginia for college to study mathematics. But after graduation, he went on to work for NASA and even Lockheed Martin. But he really began to finesse on his entrepreneurial skills by selling cocaine and other drugs or working for these companies. So, he's working for like NASA, Lockheed Martin, a huge arms dealer company, and he's just a on the low. other like big companies too. Like, he was just like sliding through a lot of companies working, I guess tech work or like just really like I don't know what he's doing. That's some G shit. You making bank doing that. Like you're wor- working at NASA, you know you're making three uh six figures a year. Yeah, dude. Working at Lockheed Martin. You got a he prestigious even... job and you're out here trapping in the hallways. Dude, How much even... money do you think he was making from do you think he was making a lot of money from actually selling drugs or was it just like this is just the adrenaline boost that it was pro- I require? It was probably get... just like yeah like it's... the adrenaline. Like he was yeah. getting the fucking hard from sure. that shit. Well, at some point, these interests in technology and mathematics kind of converge with his kind of raw entrepreneurial style. And in the late 80s, he started working on a, on a, a program called ViruScan, which he gave away for free with a licensing fee. He eventually formed McAfee Associates and started warning businesses about the consequences of not having virus protection. Yo, that, that licensing fee shit was some gangster shit, too. That's some drug dealer shit. That's yeah. some old drug... He's he, like, he hey, I'm going give you this for free, He was but... giving you that first hit for free, getting you hooked. He was hitting you with the licensing fee, so he'd sell you the product for free and then in the fine print deep deep down in the fine print there'd be a, f- a yearly fee that you had to pay him once you had it installed on your computer and so, that's that's for like those bigger companies because yeah. all these big companies this is like what in the 80s mm-hmm, the late 80s yeah you know so all these bigger companies they didn't know what the fuck was it. going yeah, they on know, I mean, they're computer viruses holy yeah. shit like so because they probably think everything is safe and they have some of them like you, all of a sudden we have access to all these computers we have like our most important confidential yeah. information stored in those computers some guy just says hey uh, and just kind of tricks you into thinking, like, yeah, like, viruses are everywhere, bro. But in reality, probably the fact that he was even talking about viruses probably made being a virus uh, or a hacker probably more popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. There's so much hacker clout. I mean, look look at the shit that's happening today, man. Like, we're having, like, fucking Equifax getting hacked. And, Dude, like, hacker, hacker clout is running rampant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shouts out to all our hackers out there. Mm, we nah, see you. But nah, most... Please don't. <laughs> 
But around this time, uh, John Maxby kind of like, he had to have a scapegoat. He had to have some kind of enemy that his program could work for. Um, and it was just perfect because most infamously, the Michelangelo virus was created by some hackers that destroyed data on countless computers. And a decent amount of computers were actually affected by this virus. Um, but after the virus had affected so many people, people became much more aware of the reality that virus e- viruses even existed. Not N- nearly as many computers as he was kind of trying to make it out to be. This yeah. was another little little grift of yeah. his, another little scam by John McAfee. He was like on Good Morning America and like they were like talking like it was going to be like millions of computers and shutting down governments and shit. Yeah, which is like in in the late 80s like all the computers. I think (laughs) at the end end of it it was like five to like 10,000 computers were affected like after it was all said and done. But at the same time if you're like a business person and you own somewhere even if you're looking at it and even it wasn't as catastrophic as that you're going to say you know what that could have been me Mm-hmm. And you're going to become paranoid, and he definitely capitalized on that. I yeah. mean, even if you, as long as the paranoia was struck into you, then the, there's an emotional side to that, and you're going to think, "I'm not going to let my business lose its money. I'm going to invest in this motherfucker's antivirus software." The threat existed. It did. It did. And then many people didn't know it even existed. So yeah, yeah, true for sure. And 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 then the day at the end of the day, we did need the software. Um, but even when McAfee controlled 67 percent of the antivirus market, uh, John McAfee was known to be a very eccentric CEO. I mean, he even went as far as hosting sex contests, and I don't even know what that means what exactly. The, I was going to say, what do you think that means? Is what do like you a, think that is? Probably is it, like how far you can bust a nut. Like who's holding <laughs> it for the longest? What's the best sex in the office? It, do you think people just get naked and they rate them, or is it like... Nah, it said sex Wait, contest, wait, wait, wait. Sex like, contest. Rate? I mean, he said sex. Sec- I thought you said, said rate, bro. He said rate, bro. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bro. I was like, what? <laughs> and in addition to these sex contests, he was having Wiccan ceremonies. They were probably doing a lot of drugs, just all kinds of weird shit. That's some next he, level. Wolf he Wolf literally Street was shit. an Alex Jones nightmare, a rich man having yeah. Wiccan sex parties. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really remarkable because even as crazy as the story is going to get, if you actually break down what he was doing, even when he was running this kind of like what you would imagine to be like a straight edge like uh, 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 lifestyle, he's he's being like the craziest type of person in his field. And even antivirus software at the time, think about like the kind of paranoia you have to naturally have to really even create that kind of software. He Which, was like he was like the Motley Crew of like fucking like. <laughs> tech gurus like yeah like bill gates and like Dude. steve jobs back then they're like straight laced just like dudes like they weren't out there like partying and doing all this crazy shit he they might just have been... like coke addled fucking mcafee just going crazy this is like the late 80s early 90s like this is like wolf of wall street shit like i'm sure he might have been going super hard but this wasn't outrageous right you think but was it was for like that that field like when you think of like tech gurus back then, like like I was saying, like Bill Gates, you don't think of Bill Gates doing lines of coke off of a prostitute. Well, because he's a square. That's what I'm saying. Like all these dudes were squares. Like he wasn't they a were, stock dude. He they was were a savages. Tech guy. I think like when you look at like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs and those types of tech moguls, they were still savages. But this guy's a savage mixed with just what? being a raw ass. I don't know, fuck boy, pretty much. Like, like, <laughs> My boy was trapping at like... NASA. He was trapping at NASA, bro. Oh, shit. Hey, hey, yo, girl, you got mad viruses. <laughs> Only I can save you, bro. 
hey girl, let me let me scan your fucking. Uh... <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so, it is worth mentioning. Uh, he eventually, I mean, as much as, as as much stuff that was going on, eventually he cashed out of the CEO position in order to move on to new ventures with his fortune. So really, I mean, he was like the CEO of McAfee for a long time, but in the long run of the actual company McAfee, which is still on computers, yeah, he was barely even there. He's just the name at this point. There's so no he, association. So with he the like company. Papa John. Yeah, on a big enough timeline when you zoom out, yeah, he's just a speck. But I mean, he did a lot. He got the name. He did a lot, and I think he was actually even like pushed out of, of the CEO. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he wanted to get out, but like, I think they were like, yeah, why would you want to get out of that? I bet it was like it was. It Dude, was he probably made enough money to to live the life Dude, he's been living. But that's the thing: when you make money like that, it's never enough, bro. Mm. Can I can I just say for word, a second dog. just get something say out of the way? Go your ahead, boy, go your ahead. Bo- your boy drunk. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> oh, it's McAfee Monday, bro. <laughs> it's McAfee Monday. Your boy drunk. No one else is drunk like me. I'm drunk. I'm sorry. I'm drinking, I will. Drinking, I will disclose. Drinking, I think this is I, definitely. I don't apologize. This is definitely one of the more intoxicated episodes of this podcast. But that is definitely because we are covering John McAfee. I wanted. To, I wanted to do it in his honor. Shouts out. Shouts out to my boy. If Matt. you ever get a chance to see McAfee speak, you're watching a drunk man. Even if he's sober, he's drunk. <laughs> like, no matter what, the dude is fucking insane, but we'll get on to it even more. So, I mean, even though, I mean, later down the line, he would uh, disown McAfee software and all that, he did not fuck with it at all with his fortune that he did have. In the early 2000s, he became a yoga guru and he even had 200 disciples in Colorado. He really went all the way in on... I, he, he goes all the way in on whatever he does. So, like, yeah. he went all the way in on being a tech fucking guru. Then he throws that away. And he goes all the way in on being a fucking yoga dude. My boy stays re- fully twerked for everything. For whatever he's into. Like, th- he wrote, like, four books about yoga. Yeah. I that mean, was- when you when you consider the fact that he had 200 people that just kind of lived on this weird compound in Colorado, you get major... Cult, cult vibes. vibes, yeah. <laughs> he left an antivirus company to form another cult. And think about this: when he was even at, when he was a CEO of McAfee, like his company, he was probably trying to turn them into a cult, having yeah. sex contests and wicked ceremonies. Yo, do you think surely... he was selling coke to his employees? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, for <laughs> like sure. Like you go for a board meeting and like you're you're sli- sliding him a hundred dollar bill under the table for a key bump. I mean, I think that's the <laughs> only way it like works. Like like if he's on that level and he's selling coke he's gotta be like he's not like catching like a beeper and be like oh shit i gotta head out guys like all right i'm gonna maybe out, <laughs> all right i'm gonna head out right, i'm gonna head out <laughs> i mean probably like we were saying in the late 80s this is a big staple like um if you were like a big ceo if you're like money hungry you were doing coke and shit has things gotten the 90s 90s ceos 90s like business people were more like no, like we're trying to uh, be more transparent. We're trying to be more professional. And he was like, "All right, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna go make a fucking yoga studio in Colorado." <laughs> Fuck you, pussy! Y'all some Gen X bullshit right now. I'm out. Exactly. Um, but has yoga? He did his yoga thing, and it started to get old after writing all of his books. He fucking went on to create his own sport Bro, called arrow trekking. That which yoga in- shit was boring. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. I bet what it was is when you consider the chaotic mind of somebody like uh, John McAfee, yoga was probably his way of kind of trying to escape that. But right. yeah, it got boring. He went from yoga to flying motorcycles with wings. Could you imagine like doing coke and trying to meditate? Not happening, bro. <laughs> Not happening, dude. Not happening. He, so like, 
Yeah, so he went from one thing, one extreme, all the way in on this thing, and then he gets this, I guess, wild hair up his ass that he wants to create this sport called arrow trekking, which is, like you said, it's kind of like... Uh, it's like, like a hang- buggy or a motorcycle. It looks like a motorcycle yeah. with a hang glider on Yeah, top. think of yeah. hang gliding, but like with like a motorized little scooter or, or motor, like buggy on it. And more so than that, like he went all in on this. So he starts fucking... Uh, he makes the sport, creates these things, and then he also starts creating these little airports and fixtures to, like, network all these... Because, you know, you can't just fucking slide out from wherever place he created to anywhere. He had to make little stations to land and kind of create this thing. So it wasn't... And it wasn't even, like, a business venture. This was, like, a passion of his. Honestly, I think a lot of... When you look, especially after uh, McAfee Antivirus, a lot of what he does, even though it seems so big, it's always just him doing his own bullshit. He's just this rich guy who somehow makes money out of it. And we'll get a little bit into it later, but even when he moved out to the jungle... And was doing all that shit with that drug. Like, there was no point to that. He wasn't selling that shit. Like, what was he even doing? But, yeah, exactly. I mean, he goes from being a yoga guru to uh, inventing a sport where you're on a, um, when you're on a plane. Um, but, unfortunately, this went uh, – this was, like, his main thing until his 22-year-old nephew died in an accident with an older man. And after being played by lawsuits because of this event, amongst probably many other lawsuits, John McAfee decided to give up on aerotrekking. He skips town, man. He's like, fuck it, I'm done with this. He yeah, can't. he moved out the country. Moved out the country, he uh, proclaimed of like losing a bunch of money in the um, what do you call that? The recession or the, the, the Great Recession, the the mortgage bubble, the mortgage bubble, and it like bursted. So we're looking about like two thousand nine. He time. did have a lot of money in real estate as well, as you can imagine. He had a whole bunch of fucking luxury homes. Yeah, he was the, flipping houses. Yeah, he was doing real estate. Everybody was back then. Man. He wasn't only like flipping houses, but he was like flipping the most extravagant. He was flipping houses. mansions. Pointless houses, houses that you couldn't even realistically live in. They were just like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like rich people museums. Like, I think he had like, uh, there was one house that had a fucking dinosaur fucking skull in it or something. Like, uh, like that Hell he had yeah. to have that got repossessed somehow. Uh, just wild shit, dude. Wild shit. I think the entire point of everything that he does is just to push the absolute extreme. And so it's no wonder that uh, in 2009, after the real estate bubble broke and the Great Recession, he, uh, he announced that he had gone broke. Whether or not that's true or not, we don't know. It's probably just to get attention or to stop being sued. Yeah. I'm broke. Another grift. Um, and he sold everything that he owned and he moved to Belize in Central America. <laughs> So this is the point where he really became the Captain Kurtz of the Belize jungle. So for you, for those of you guys who aren't aware, uh, Captain Kurtz is a character in the Joseph Conrad novel Heart of Darkness and also in the uh, the movie Apocalypse Now. So basically, what those are both about are about a eccentric fucking white guy that moves out into a jungle and just brings his own kind of cult-like personality to changing the entire element of this area. So, what uh, John McAfee did was he moved and he bought beachfront property in Belize and established and established businesses in the country. Most notably, one with his new business partner, Allison Ondanizio, a microbiologist who would help him harness the power of the jungle to create a new organic antibiotic after buying land in the heart. Well, of the Belize jungle. Well, yeah, he moved out there. We, he moved to like a resort area at first, and then I don't really know what he did out there. Just like, 
hung out at a bunch of bars and shit and met a bunch of people, but then <coughs> established his entourage. But then he moves to a more uh, remote location in Belize, a place called Orange Walk, where it's not a tourist location, where it's not, it's just a bunch of villagers and shit. And that's where he kind of sets up shop for this laboratory with a, um, what's her name again? Allison, Allison. Aldonizio. Aldonizio, yeah. Allison Aldonizio, Aldonizio, yes. Oh, no. And fucking, <laughs> 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 and, uh, but while he's out there, he does a bunch of, I'm guessing, grifts and money laundering little scams where he establishes a bunch of other businesses and stuff. And, uh, he starts shacking up with, the uh, locals and, uh. Not just locals, a but... A lot of locals. Some gangsters and sex workers. And a microbiologist amongst and a micro- all those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so real quick. Allison Aldenizio. She had... I think she was 30 years old. Had, like, finished, like, uh, a bunch of, like, microbiology stuff in Harvard. Like, had a grant from uh, the country to do three years of uh, research work. And she kind of was, like, overwhelmed. So she starts messaging a bunch of resorts and uh, reaching out to a bunch of resorts in Belize to see if she can come down there and play guitar. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so she goes down to Belize and she starts playing guitar in bars and stuff. And that's how she meets your boy, John McAfee. So essentially, even when John McAfee meets someone that is legit, there's still a little bit of a fuck up. You know there's some fuckery involved. <laughs> yeah, there's people some fuckery. like this, like, uh, mag- you know, they, uh, they fucking... They pull fuckery into them. So well, their like, their whole idea was, I, I guess the dynamic must be, she's like, hey, I'm a microbiologist. I've studied some shit in college. And then it's just like, okay, well, we have access to a literal rainforest. We're in Central America, so we can access all these different plants and try and find which plants will actually uh, turn into um, a new drug. Because essentially, a lot of the a lot of drugs essentially come from plants in the Amazon. Yeah, in the Amazon. So the planet's kind of aligned on this because you do have this. They man the bar, but you do have this microbiologist. You do have this eccentric millionaire willing to fund. Whatever the fuck, apparently, sight on scene, and that's what the fuck happens. Like, you know, she he creates this laboratory, he buys all this shit so she could come and work, and they could start working on. I think originally it was, um, it's not an antibiotic, but like it's it's like an antibiotic, it's a topical antibiotic, yeah, yeah. On. But, but then that's that goes a little left, right? And it's he hard. starts trying to make, I guess, like... I think things are crazy in the beginning. Honest, honestly, no matter how you... I think she was a little bit crazy. He's a little bit crazy. But when it boils down to it, his craziness got a little bit more intense. So, I mean, despite these positive intentions, McAfee had began to, uh, or had begun to surround himself with prostitutes and gang members while also doing a whole slew of drugs, which caused Allison to eventually begin to distance herself a little bit more from their business venture in the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure shit got a little weird as his personality is changing into this kind of Captain Kirk-esque figure that he's became. Mm-hmm. And even though, I mean, she was probably down for a little bit of strangeness. She's, she's thinking, okay, this rich mogul wants to really do something positive for the world. I'm down with that. But as time went on, she realized that he was just crazier and crazier. And in fact, in one documentary called Gringo, she even said that he drugged her and raped her. Yeah. In one she, instance. When she decided to part ways and uh, confronted him, apparently things got ugly and she was drugged and raped. And... Uh, that's when she left. 
It's a tricky situation because what I think was really going on was McAfee. I mean, think about it. You have this rich mogul guy who's clearly like some kind of a psychopath who's hanging out with all these different prostitutes. Most of the women that he knows are sex workers or just young girls who just want some money, whatever. And then all of a sudden there's the one girl in his life, um, Allison, who is like actually kind of legit. And he's probably just thinking, hey. Like, why aren't you having sex with me? It's like... <laughs> he also, at the time, was on some crazy-ass drug called... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, MDPV. Yeah. MDPV. Which apparently, like, makes you extremely horny and, like... Like, you go on, like, 30-hour, like, sex-like binges Like and a shit. sex binge. Yeah, like, yeah. At, at one point, somebody was describing it like people were, like, masturbating so, like, hard that they were bleeding... And then they were continuing to masturbate through the bleeding Yikes. because mm. it just the drug just drove you fucking crazy. Well, it's because like when he went out there, he started getting into bath salts. He started getting into bath salts, and he started getting onto these online forums. Like uh, it wasn't the Eurowood Vault; I think it was called like Blue the Blue Light. Blue Light. He got into Blue Light website, and he's interacting with all these other drug people. And that's when he yeah he starts making MDPV, which I believe is some kind of a derivative of bath salts. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but apparently that makes the user extremely, extremely, like, extremely fucking horny. And he said some members of his entourage, when they were on MDPV, even tried to have sex with his dogs while on the strange drug, which was and is still legal in Belize. So this is the type of drug that just made you, like, extremely horny. It's not just, like, Viagra. It's not just, like, it gives you a boner. It, like, like makes you Viagra. go fucking nuts. Yeah. And I think he even on that forum, which apparently he has, like, denounced as trolling, he said that he was trolling on this forum. Yeah, Don't take he anything had, he says. He had pictures yeah. of the fucking shit he was yeah, making. Yeah, but apparently on this forum also, he, uh, he, I think he had claimed to be trying to manufacture it and... and yeah, make his own, like, condensed version of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm mean, the guy's in the jungle. He's hanging out with all these prostitutes, he's and got a fucking lab. He's just losing it. He's in the jungle. He's got a lab. I mean, think about it. He's really sinking into his own little heart of darkness. He's going absolutely insane out here. All of his weird desires are satisfied. I mean, think about it. He's in the jungle. He's around all these prostitutes. You're in the jungle, baby. So what does he make? He makes a drug that makes you want to fuck all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> really think about like. What kind of trip this guy was on? I think this shit is just absolutely insane, y'all. Dude, so while he's in this town, Orange Walk, he's got his lab, he's fucking tripping on MDPV, he's got his fucking entourage of ex-felons, gangsters, and sex this, workers. This concubine of Belizean girls and prostitutes. A, ha a harem, if you would. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of his, uh, one of his uh, girlfriends... Uh, a 16-year-old or 17-year-old. Yo, yo, 17, give him that. Give him that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't take that year from him. I won't okay? take that one year from him. A 17-year-old, one of his 17-year-old prostitutes, apparently tells him about a near town, a nearby town where there are, I guess, a lot of corruption and uh, a lot of bad shit going on, and apparently that there's people there who are plotting to kill him. Mm -hmm. So... He takes it upon himself among like all these um, businesses that he's making in Orange Walk. He basically goes Bruce Wayne and creates because the town of Carmelita—that's the name of the town that's nearby—has no police force. 
It has no um, police presence, apparently. So he kind of, like, makes its own police force. He, like, uh, hires a bunch of people. He buys them a bunch of fucking not, weapons. Not a bunch of people. A bunch of gangsters. A bunch of gangsters. Like, gang, oh, legit I, I, gang members. And uh, gives them all, like, a bunch of M16s and tasers and basically tells them to police this town. I think he even took to policing some of himself. I think he, like, there's an incident that was noted that where he pulled over a bunch of people himself and turned out to be a bunch of, like, old people in their car. I feel like he was hiring all these, like, real gangster dudes who were, like, doing real gangster shit, and then at some point he tried to be a real gangster. He's like, yeah, I'm hiring all these gangsters. It's not just because I'm just some rich guy. He, he got- tried to pull someone over, and then it was just like, huh. And they were just a bunch of like older people, and they were just like, "Dude, what what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. I think I think John McAfee, honestly, he's kind of uh, gravitating towards this kind of uh, gangster, uh, crazy person lifestyle. But in the, the day, he's just some fucking guy. He's some English dude that was raised in Salem, he's, fucking Virginia. He's kind of like um, a B Rad from Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, like he just got put into a situation where like they're like, "Oh yeah, you're hard," and he's like, "Okay, yeah, I am hard. I am and, hard." But he's I, not hard. He I just sold, has money. I sold coke at my at NASA and now I have money and these dudes think I'm hard so I gotta I gotta put on for him yeah he's just some goofy rich guy I mean that's really all there is to it he's like goofy he's insane but he's filthy rich this whole story speaks to how much money can really do for you no matter how insane you are yeah yeah exactly but it's also worth mentioning that the whole time that like all this stuff is going down with his girlfriend his 17 year old girlfriend telling him hey this town is plotting against you and uh, you're in the jungle all this time he's doing MDPV this fucked up drug which is known to give users extreme paranoia Paranoia. so your boy is like paranoid as fuck also going through all this yeah and he's also making his own strands of it which i'm sure are fucking him up even more like and he's not testing like these strands he's making out on like people he's testing it out on himself he's just making variations of his drug and just taking it and like okay well this one's making me even fucking crazier like this one makes me mad horny yeah I mean, he was his main test subject for this totally unique drug that is, like, completely off the map. You can only find this drug, MD, uh, what was it called? MDPV. MDPV on, like, weird drug websites. And he's just being a rich guy, just kind of cultivating this drug and doing his own thing. And he's he's starting to control the government around this area. But as you can imagine, um, with the notoriety in the uh, nearby villages to his compound, the leader of the country's Department of Defense eventually got onto McAfee's trail because you see this fucking crazy fucking rich white dude roll up into your country living in the jungle with a laboratory uh, surrounding himself with fucking prostitutes and gangsters excuse me sex workers and gangsters yeah come Uh, on man (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a little sketch it's a little sketch come on I mean, so there. I mean, naturally, uh, the government is seeing him with a lab in the jungle, and what do they assume? They assume that he's cooking methamphetamine on his compound. So they eventually get the uh, permission to raid his compound in 2012, and they found guns and bricks of an unknown substance, at least legally or according to the documents, it's called an unknown substance, but it's most likely just a fuck ton of MDPV. MDPV. Didn't they also find like a fucking like? 50, like a 20 gallon garbage bag full of Viagra, too. That's what Allison and Anisio would find. Like, oh, okay, a okay, bunch okay. of like 
uh, trash and a bunch of Viagra. <laughs> it's so like, hard to keep cool. track of like all the crazy shit going on. He's got on. a lot going on. He's got a lot going Imagine on. Imagine that a fucking trash bag full of Viagra. It's just what like the he's fuck? Like, taking like a handful of Viagra. <laughs> yeah, is it a time? <laughs> look at your boy. Like like look at this dude. He looks like he's been chewing Viagra for fucking like twenty years. Like that's what he looks I don't know about you guys. But he's got a weird look to me. Like, he looks like... like, And when he talks... What the fuck do you mean about... You don't know about us. I don't know. Yes, he's (laughs) fucking weird looking. Are you shitting me? (laughs) I think he's just like an old British... I mean, keep in mind the guy's in his late 60s, and he's on a lot of drugs, He's like in his 70s now, but there's almost like an animatronic look when he, like, talks. (laughs) Yeah, because my boy, hi! (laughs) I mean, all that shit caught up to him because he was eventually arrested and put in jail and just treated like shit, uh, according to him... By the uh, the government of Belize, dude. The gang suppression unit raided his raided his uh, compound. They raided his compound. They found his drugs. They threw him in jail. They treat him like shit. Um, although he said that, uh, I mean, a lot of, I mean, he we do know that he was thrown in jail. But the way that he was treated is kind of up to speculation. Like, we don't really know the most about the Belizean government. But he did say, I mean, like anything in the story, anything that he says is pretty fucking sketchy. Yeah, you gotta take everything that this dude says with, like, a grain of salt. Because he says a lot of things, and he's kind of known for being a little bit of a troll. Mm-hmm. Especially with journalists, and... I don't know, man. You gotta take... You can't take everything this guy says seriously. He's kind of a wild dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy's paranoia was so intense that when he was uh, uh, raided by police, he claimed that he was only treated badly because he didn't want to contribute to local politicians. Um, and I, I will, I will mention. I mean, perhaps the Belizean government is very corrupt. Apparently, Belize, their initial government was founded by pirates. I don't know. I don't know the, don't know. the full dynamic of this country. You but tell what us. I will, what I will say is whether or not um, your boy's got Belizean roots, though, you know. There you go. Oh, true, yeah, Mark. Yeah, you are yeah, like uh, ethically. Comes from Belize. There you go. So yeah. you've got a personal investment in this. Yeah, it's fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now it's fucked up. I mean, but but the the thing is, is we really don't know what's going on in this country. Basically, Belize is like a a a tourist or a retiree community in Central America with beautiful beaches and a deep deep jungle. And who's really? I mean. I, I know apparently, according to him, it was founded by pirates. The initial government was founded by pirates, and uh, he believes that's that's a big reason for how corrupt they are. Because I mean, so much of his life really is just based around this country. All the crazy stories are just about this guy. According to him, like Orange Walk and Carmelita are like the most corrupt places on the planet. <laughs> Bro, have you ever been to DC? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I think when it boils down to it, even if they are a little bit of corrupt, you've got this guy rolling out this crazy fucking dude who's just hiring prostitutes and gang members. No matter what, man, if you're a government enti- entity, you're not just going to turn a blind eye. Could you imagine just, like, someone popping up in, like, Suffolk or some shit with a lab <laughs> with armed gangsters out in front of it? Like in and Deep Suffolk. Of prostitutes. Oh, like he just like like he just pops up like in Deep Suffolk, like in the woods, yeah. like in the forest, and then just like like makes Oh it no, it's out. legit out here. You don't have to come. It's chill. And he it's hires chill. like all the T bones and all the fucking like uh <laughs> shouts out to the T bones. All the T bones and what was that one dude? What was that one dude? All the B Rads and For those who don't know, uh Suffolk is a very um rural community near our area and a t-bone is a person who is just kind of <laughs>
have like some he has some a mullet. like meth head broke dude with a mullet that like <laughs> makes meth, does meth. Well, T- he doesn't have a mullet anymore. Did y'all know that? That's mm. the real T Bone. We're mm. talking about the legend of T Bone. Oh, this is a this <laughs> is our I'm sorry. Let's... Shouts out to the legend. Don't water down the legend. My bad. So, after eventually being released from jail, McAfee soon moved out of the jungle, the Belizean jungle, to a small Belizean island in Ambergris Key in a residential neighborhood. So, this is actually where he originally lived when he moved out to yeah, Belize. This but is the resort area. This is like Belize, Belize. This is the Belize, Belize wants you to see. Oh, so he was in the he was in like the Newport News before. He was in the jungle, baby. Now he's in Virginia Beach. Yeah, yeah. He just moved back from. He just moved out of fucking Yorktown, back to fucking not even Yorktown. He moved out of some fucking remote ass area of Suffolk, back to Virginia Beach. And McAfee moved from the fucking jungle to like this resort area full of retirees. He brought with him his hired guns, his gangsters, his prostitutes, and just a bunch of fucking vicious dogs. dogs. He brought the whole gang. He brought his whole entourage. The whole pack. He brought the whole fucking pack yeah. of which he was the alpha. Real quick, <laughs> we're, we're all in agreement that Mac- uh, McAfee's a Chad, right? I don't know, man. He's a weird fellow. No, yeah, he's a Chad. No, think about it. No, he's, he's a Chad, he, yeah. Yeah, he was like beating... I just, like, imagine him at NASA, like, just, like, throwing, like, some, like, fucking, uh, Neil, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and like, in a closet. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is that his name? I don't, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Some I'm nerd. Fucking, yeah, some fucking nerd! nerd! Some dork in a closet and, like, shoving cocaine <laughs> down his nose and, like, take this shit! Just shove cocaine up his asshole and just fucking said, do this shit. <laughs> boof Bro, this shit. would you let McAfee boof coke into your butthole? <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to let anyone, I think John McAfee would probably be the best person. He's he's done it. He's there's yeah. no doubt. John McAfee, anything that you think that like is crazy, he's done. Yeah, there's no, no doubt sh- about it. He's no stranger to boofing. But that's the thing is, he moved out of this community in this kind of like rich retiree area with all these guns, prostitutes, dogs, and everything like that. And as you can imagine, a lot of his neighbors started to get pretty pissed when this this one guy comes out of the jungle with a bunch of fucking guns everywhere. Yeah, when the Kid Rock of Belize moves fucking next door to you, <laughs> these were mild mannered white people like yeah. living on a tropical island. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of like uh, people who are retired and like. Okay, the word expat gets thrown around a lot. I don't know what that is. This means someone that's moved away from the country and is a resident of another country. Sick. If you move from America and you go to any country besides the United States of, of America, then... So Johnny Depp is but an what expat? If, but yes. what if I want to colonize that other... Oh, your boy John McAfee is Canceled. a Yo, Canceled. Do you, do you think he was a colonizer? Like he was Your boy's to... a fucking oh, yeah. colonizer yeah. like bro. a bitch, bro. Yeah. John yeah. McAfee, going back to Captain Kurtz, one of the stories of Captain Kurtz is that in the Vietnam War, literally a colonized fucking war right. as a result of French uh, occupation in that country. Yeah. And Heart of Darkness is about like Europeans just occupying Africa just to get fucking ivory. Like, yes, this dude, all these white dudes who move out to a jungle are the purest <laughs> of the pure colonizer mentality. Yo, shouts out to the imperialists. <laughs> <laughs> but when he moved out of this, to this neighborhood, most notably, McAfee had a neighbor named Greg Fall who felt extremely disturbed by McAfee's antics and even confronted McAfee about his bullshit one day, to which McAfee responded by pointing a fucking shotgun in his face and telling him to get the Fuck off his property. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, one thing about Greg though, like Greg won't know bitch. He was a fucking marine, dude. Greg was an ex-marine. Yeah. Greg had 
had this property about 200 yards down from McAfee. Uh, and he had a house that he, he was a construction dude, ex-Marine. He had a house that he had spent seven years building on the beach. And fucking, he finally moves in, and he's got fucking John McAfee as a neighbor. Well, and John McAfee yeah. has these armed guards walking up and down the beach, fucking, uh, fucking loading shotguns at people, dogs biting people. Yeah. That was the big complaint he had. Like he got bit by one of his dogs just like walking on the beach. Yeah. So, imagine. I mean, imagine this and then guy. This Greg dude Paul. is hostile as fuck when he approaches him about it. Imagine this dude, Greg Fall, who's just like this Vietnam Marine who just was trying to serve his country, fucking lived his life, worked his ass off, made a bunch of money. He said, I'm going to move out to an island in Belize and live my best life. And then some fuckboy just rolls up, some rich fuckboy who, who happened to establish a fucking antivirus company, rolls up with his dogs and his prostitutes and his gun. And you roll up to confront him and he puts a fucking shotgun in your face. This dude's probably put shotguns in people's faces. Greg Fall was a hard-ass dude, but he still tried to go out about it clean. So he issued a complaint to the mayor after he had his confrontation with McAfee, and uh, eventually just really had a fucking issue with McAfee's roaming dogs. And this next point, whether it's at the hands of Greg Fall or somebody else, it, it was gets soon... A little, it gets a little foggy here. This is where it gets kind of foggy. It was soon after this confrontation between Greg Fall and John McAfee that uh, some men had wandered near McAfee's house and threw a bunch of poisoned meat over his fence so that his dogs would eat the poisoned meat. Mm. So, question. Do you think McAfee was fucking these dogs? Fucking the That's, dogs? He was high. And he was already, like, hinting at, like, people mm. were trying to fuck his There dog. were some messages on Blue Note that said that, like, like people... What, what did he say? did talk about dog fucking a lot. Which so, is, yeah, like, that people with were... The next entourage. couple things, like, what if he, like, was... It, like, hear me it, out. It was interesting. The next couple steps, he goes a little crazy overboard with what happens after... What happens to these dogs. I think it's because he was sexually attached to these dogs. My boy was fucking dogs. There's not a bad point because in the Joe Rogan interview, he tells Joe Rogan that, like, he, he tries to say that, like, uh, Greg Falls would have never done this because uh, anyone that loves dogs would never hurt another dog. And, the, and like, for which, one... Which is stupid. Wait, that's stupid. That's just a dumb... Like, he states it like it's an objective truth, which is just <laughs> it's stupid as fuck. The reality is, but, however, if you love dogs to the point that you're fucking dogs... You're gonna kill you might somebody. feel that way, yeah. Mm. You might feel that way, yeah. Maybe John McAfee is actually a lot worse than we really thought. Um, but it, it's worth saying that uh, after his dogs were poisoned, they started convulsing and vomiting, and vomiting blood on the ground, and McAfee had to eventually shoot his dogs dead to end their suffering. So I think this was at least eight dogs. And it was reported by some of his associates that soon after this event, after he had had to kill his dogs, that he decided that he would get his revenge on Greg Falls. He, he said that. He said, I'll have my revenge, which is like kind of like, a supervillain type thing so, to say. So, another thing. Do you, so, I, I work in the vet field. I see a lot of dogs puking. Speak on it. Do you think they were really, like, going, like, as hard as, like, he described them as? Or, like, maybe someone threw some meat over and they got, like, pancreatitis and they were puking. Everything. And, like, having diarrhea, but they weren't, like, fucking, like, vomiting, like, pure, like, giant amounts of blood or anything, like... What, he just John saw them puke and he was like, oh no, no, no. They're not good. Gotta put them down and just shot him because he was high out of his fucking mind. Everything mm. that he says is like in question. Because like, like they could have just gotten, like, they could have gotten into the trash and like threw up. 
like from eating some like chicken bones or some shit, and he was just like, nope, nope, they're poisoned. Got to shoot them. And just I don't shot think him. so. I think like I think he's a dog lover. Yeah. I do. I'll give him that. And I don't think he would have just shot his dog. I'm saying. He felt I'm like- saying though. I'm saying though. The amount of drugs that motherfucker was doing though. Mm-hmm. Like, your boy was out. Take there. him to a vet. Like. I'm sure there's a vet somewhere out there. So are you saying that you don't think that Greg Falls or anybody intentionally poisoned his I dogs? Think, I think it could have been something completely blown over. Hmm. Like, because a lot of people, when people see a dog throw up, you know, they, they automatically assume it's the worst. I can't tell you how many times I have people come in and they're like, oh, someone someone poisoned my dogs, he's puking. No, it's the hand bone you gave him, dude. Like, he's puking because he's sick. Mm-hmm. Like... You're just assuming someone threw bleach over your fucking fence and killed is, a dog. Is that a thing that does happen, though? Do people poison dogs? I, not 99% of the time, it's some shit they got into in the trash. It's hardly ever someone poisoned the dogs. But it has a dog, been poisoned. A dog puking. It has been poisoned, though. Yeah, what? just like I could argue that like your kid starts puking. I'd be like, no, someone poisoned Oh, wait, your kid. hold on, Ricky Bobby. Don't put that on me, Ricky. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I could... You, you know, someone's kid thrown up, and I could just go, well, someone's kid's been poisoned before. I just think, like, with his state of paranoia, mm-hmm. the amount of drugs he's doing, the lifestyle he's living, he just went off the deep end. His dogs are thrown up. It's definitely a possibility. His dogs it's- are thrown up. He probably could have taken him to the vet, and the vet would have been like, no, nah, they're straight. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a big mystery what actually happened to his dogs. But no matter what, on November 11th of 2012, Greg Falls was found dead with a gunshot wound to the back of his head with taser marks all over his back. And obviously, with the community, everyone talking, uh, McAfee was the first suspect. But he was nowhere to be found when police came to confront him. Because evidently... Because where was he? He was he when when McAfee realized that the police were on to him uh, because of his suspicion, he covered himself in the sand on the beach with a cardboard box over his head so that he could make air holes to breathe. So he just went out to the beach. So he so some he, real he, Metal Gear Solid. He, he, dude, I was just about to say that. He's a he's a hashtag pro gamer. Well, the thing is, like, if, if a bunch of like cops come out to your house and you didn't kill this guy, why are you hiding in the first place? You should have just been in your house to be ready to be like, oh my god, dude, that's what I'm trying to fucking say, man. He this knows out his fucking mind. This is the big argument within this whole discussion: is whether or not uh, McAfee is actually responsible for the death of his neighbor Greg Falls. Um, and I want to go ahead and say, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he well, definitely killed His Greg fucking, Falls. what, Cabana boy, like, transferred money to some gangster, like, the night before, like, five grand to this guy? Eddie What's that Ma- dude's name? Eddie Mac 10. Eddie yeah. Mac 10, yeah. Transferred $5,000 to Eddie Mac 10 the night before, and then picked Eddie Mac 10 up, coming out of Greg's fucking yard the night he got murdered. But they've all said the opposite too. They've he all came. Said, of course, he, he said the opposite. No one's yeah, going to say like, McAfee, "Oh yeah." After the interview, no, McAfee called him. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? Uh, here's some more money, and <laughs> I want you to record this video saying I none of that happened." Yeah, no one's going to say, "Oh yeah, McAfee definitely fucking." Gave me money to kill somebody. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies involved here. We've said every pronunciation of fucking McAfee. McAfee, McAfee. McAfee. You just said McAfee. <laughs> oh, no. McAfee. Well, regardless. McCafe. I'm just going to call him McAfee. Regardless. Even even when Greg Falls had been found murdered, 
uh, McAfee was never actually wanted for anything besides questioning, despite the fact that he had gone out to the um, to the beach and, and hit himself and was hiding from police. Uh, he was never wanted for they, anything. They, yeah, they just wanted him for questioning. Yeah, do you think he dug the hole or his boys dug his hole? Dig that hole. I don't know, yeah. I, they I, shot the I, hole I, with a shotgun. Like, he was he's just like the guy who would have a bunch of fair weather friends like where shit hit the fan and police are popping up there gone and he has to dig his own hole. Bro, what would yeah. happen like if a big wi- gust of wind came up and just blew the box off your head and you're just in the he sand looking up at the cops? Some dusty ass <laughs> dude. Like, <laughs> like six feet down. I'm innocent. <laughs> Well, regardless, I mean, he went on the run to escape authorities. So he wasn't even wanted for anything but questioning, but he went on the run for a minute, and he created this whole, like, fucking insane story about how he evaded the press and the police um, that involves all kinds of ridiculous espionage. I mean, he said that he believed that the reason that Greg Falls was killed was because that the Belizean government was actually trying to kill him, but they accidentally confused his house with that of Greg Falls, which is a stupid-ass fucking excuse. The Belizean government just like, whoops, wrong door. Wrong bow, white bow. guy. Wrong. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, his dogs just threw up a little spot of, like, fucking, like, chicken bones, and he was just like, nope, they're poisoned. Gotta shoot them. Had to put them down. <laughs> Gotta put them down. They're foaming at the mouth. Well, they're just drooling after drinking out the water bowl. He's just like, nope, they're rabid. We'll shoot them. The whole situation with uh, John McAfee is that, I mean, whether it be because of the drugs he was doing or just, just his natural brain chemistry, he, w- he believed that this whole situation was just him being blamed for the death of uh, de- uh, Greg Falls. He believed that it was an elaborate hoax on the behalf of the Belizean government to murder him for all the chaos he brought to the country of Belize during his, st- his stay in the jungle, and also because he refused to contribute his wealth to the local politicians. Is you'll hear a lot of stuff about uh, about John McAfee saying that like the Belizean officials were trying to kind of coerce him into contributing to their government or, or to the political campaigns. Yeah, it yeah. was it was like the prime like the the so, prime minister prime minister's prime son minister. who was also a rapper. Yeah, Sean. Like he was running for like office and like they wanted him to contribute money to like his campaign and help get him out of jail earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He was locked up in America or some shit. Yeah, right? they also he <laughs> said that they they wanted retarded. 2 million dollars from him. 2 million dollars that they wanted from him. That's what he said. In this whole situation And then just- he said he told them to get the fuck off his property. And that's why all this shit is, was happening. So, John McAfee is on the run, and he's creating this insane story about who evaded the press, where he said that he stuffed his mouth full of toilet paper, he stuffed his nose full of tampons. Oh, his disguises. No, okay, hold on, hold on. He's not just stuffing his face full of bullshit for no reason. He had to go, he had to go on the run and disguise himself. So he says. Didn't he do This is all face? purely bullshit at this point. <laughs> like, I don't think any of this shit is true. Well, no, there's videos of him, like... Looking exactly like he does, just like with a cane limping. Just like, mm. hey, I'm not McAfee. <laughs> All types of stupid disguises and blackface. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he walked with a limp to make himself look shorter. He covered himself in shoe polish mm. to make himself look darker. And all of problematic. This, and all of this, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> fucking not PC, dude. Shoe polish. You got to at least have some fucking. I bet he had red lips too. Fucking asshole. <laughs> oh shit! Just he looked like, like Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball Z. Oh no, dude! What the fuck with your boy from DBZ? Like, yeah, Mr. Popo. Everyone's fine with that. Huh? No, no, dude. Because when they when they re-released it, Mr. Popo's purple now. Okay, fair enough. Yo, yeah. same fucking thing with Jinx from Pokemon. 
Jinx oh, yeah, originally Jinx. was problematic because she looked like blackface. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Jinx Jinx was a little bit different. I, I kind of, like, didn't get the same vibe that I got from Mr. Mr. Popo was just straight up like, your, what the fuck? Your boy was, like, black as the ace of spades with some fucking fire truck red lips. And I was like, this is bullshit. As someone who's, like, never big in the DVD. And he had, like, a Jamaican accent and, like, the fucking <laughs> English dub. We're super He's like, hey, I missed the Popo. Like, yeah, come on, y'all. Bruh. Y'all knew. Well, let's mention the reason that apparently <laughs> he did all this shit, that he tried to make himself look like another person. He was disguising himself to spy on police. So one day, he might be a tourist or a burrito salesman or a homeless person. and Or a drunk bunch, German tourist. Whatever. He was always changing his disguises, in his, at least according to him. And Allegedly. I mean, he, I mean, basically, while he was in hiding, which probably just meant him just kind of hanging out on the side of the road somewhere, he claimed he was using all these disguises, and he even claimed that he had hired the mistresses of government officials to tap uh, a blazing government or a blazing um, politicians' houses, and he even claimed to have hacked a government uh, or government computers so that he could always be one step ahead of police at all times. Well, he so, said he gave away. He, 70, he donated a bunch of computers with seventy spyware laptops. On them. Yeah, but little did they know that he still had access to them. So at all times, so he's still on his Batman shit. Bro. Exactly. So, <laughs> sorry, so he thinks that at all at all times. When the, the government's looking for him, he has some fucking outpost somewhere where he can just look at there and be like, oh, I see where you're at. He's always one step ahead. Literally, he just watched fucking a Batman movie or or whatever and just made up this whole idea. He even, say, he even went as far to say that he had stumbled across an enormous plot involving the Belizean government and international terrorist groups. He was just making shit up, making a Tom oh, Clancy story out of his, uh, his exile. Yeah, what was the... The terrorist organization, um, uh, ha, ha, Hamas, Habla. No. <laughs> God, we sound horrible right now. It's so stupid. He- 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 Hezbollah. 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 There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hazahama. <laughs> and uh, this is pretty interesting. So even while on the run, of course, some fucking vice reporters. Uh, had actually eventually joined up with McAfee, and they even went as far as to tweet a picture with him, which had geodata on it, so that McAfee was finally able to retract. So McAfee is on the run, and Vice <laughs> rolls up and just says, "Yo, bro, let me get a selfie." Huh, huh. And the geodata makes it so that people are just like, "Dude, we." They have his exact coordinates, his location. Dude, Vice is like some of the most impressive, and some of the just like. Sometimes they do shit. I'm just like, wow, man, y'all really were able to get with this dude and interview him. And then other times, I'm just like, what they the just f- fully drop the, the ball. Fuck are you like, doing? They're just them as hipsters. Like when it boils down to it, even like when when uh, what happened was after that, after everyone had said, hey, we know your geodata, McAfee was like, yeah, that was all intentional to throw you off my check. And the the Vice News um, reporter that was with him said, oh yeah. He, he joined him. He corroborated his story. And after that happened, the, like, officials back at Vice News, like, put out an article where they just said, we don't know what the fuck is even going on with yeah, our Vice reporter anymore. they were possibly facing charges for aiding and embedding a fugitive. Mm-hmm. By corroborating his little story. So even the fucking, even the news got involved in this. But real quick, I do want to give a shout to Vice News real quick. Even though, like... Oh, I feel like most of the topics that we do, we do, we talk about a Vice documentary, 
and they're great, but they're also so fuck. Like they have such an obvious hipster fucking. Dude, the insult <laughs> one with that chick just like sitting in front of the computer while the guy's shitting on camera, and Oof. she's just like, "Why is he doing this?" <laughs> <laughs> or they're the furry, so cringy. The furry episode only like I mean I I will say on the on the furry episode I said that the good times are not killing us. I think furries aren't that bad, but the Vice documentary. Only shine the most positive of light on the furry community. Oh, they're just normal people. Vice is a little bit sketchy. And even though he wasn't technically being searched for by police, he decided to seek asylum in Guatemala, where he was arrested for entering the country illegally. So he was arrested in Guatemala not for, like, seeking asylum or being a criminal, just because, like, you didn't do the fucking paperwork, dude. dude. You, sh- you snuck up in there. And, and when he was at the detention center, after he had been um, arrested, again, just for some regular everyday shit, just like you didn't do paperwork, he faked a heart attack to get out of the center and to a hospital, which he later admitted that he only did was it, um, to was give him... Scam. It was a scam. It was to give him time for the appeal process, which is like, why would you... Doesn't make any sense to me because the appeal is going to happen no matter what, whether you're in jail or the hospital. So you just faked a heart attack just so you could have the adventure of going from a fucking jail to a hospital. I don't know the Guatemalan laws, but do we mention also that like the whole time when he was like on the run from the police, police that he was like live vlogging his fucking uh, whole escape, his quote unquote escape since he wasn't necessarily being searched for murder or anything. He was just like. I think by this point in the story, he was aware of. I think. I think when he went to Belize, he was just kind of being himself. And at some point, he had caught on to the fact that the rest of the world was watching him. And he yeah. said, "All right, what's good? I'm gonna make a Twitter. I'm gonna make a website. I'm gonna make a blog. Y'all get to see my entire escape." And this is when it really starts popping this off. This dude loves attention. Like he loves the limelight being centered on him. He loves being. The guy who's just evading the feds or whatever, if even if that's not necessarily true. He loves the character that he is occupied as human being. Um, but after the whole stunt with the, the fake heart attack was over, he took a plane from Guatemala to Miami, Florida. Because again, even the guy, even though ever, all this shit sounds super sketch, he's not really wanted for anything. Yeah, He, he can, sounds he, like a bad Batman villain, man. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He really does. Um, so he moved to Miami, Florida, and when he moved back to the United States in Miami, Florida, he had a prostitute who he ended up buying from uh, her pimp, and he also ended up marrying her in Portland, Oregon. Real quick, real quick. This guy, so publicity dies down a little bit after this whole... Because this was kind of a big thing. I don't really remember it happening myself. But this was kind of a story. It was on, like, all types of news stories when he was, like, on the run, quote-unquote. I don't think we were big on MSNBC back in the day. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. But um, when shit kind of died down a little bit, that's when... And this is, I I believe, three or four months after Greg Falls' murder. It's when he makes that infamous uh, YouTube video, How to Delete Norton Antivirus. Oh, yeah, can we talk about that video for a minute? Yeah, let's talk about it. So basically, uh, around this time when John McAfee really became aware of his presence, um, he made a video uh, which w- which was titled like pretty much how to, how uninst- to yeah how to uninstall McAfee antivirus. Which basically starts off with him um, in a robe um, with this kind of like green screen background where he's talking, w- which looks like this kind of like sophisticated fucking like book room, and he's uh, he's talking all this shit about McAfee. He 
I remember he said something about like uh, he was reading complaints from people that use McAfee where someone said, "Oh, I can't use Pornhub, so I'm stuck using X Hamster." <laughs> and uh, and John McAfee was like, nobody should have to use X Hamster. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, X-Hamster I don't know is. what X Hamster is. That sounds like some hard shit. Y'all haven't been through this, the bullshit. <laughs> when finished, reboot the system. John, are you getting this? Yeah, yeah, yes. While this is happening, John McAfee is being stripped McAfee. down by a bunch of like young ass girls. Again, sixty something year old John McAfee getting stripped down by a bunch of young ass girls while sniffing some kind of white well, not substance. You know, I mean, it's always there. It's watching. It's been watching me for years. Every time I turn on the fucking computer, it's there looking at me. You know, something went wrong. Fifteen years ago, I had some beautiful software, and they took it over. I don't know what they did. It was like the time I hired that Bangkok prostitute. To do my taxes while I fuck my accountant. Okay, okay. All right. That was a good joke. Honestly. Honestly, man, John McAfee, I think at some point he realized, like, the full extent of the insanity that his life was living. And that video is just him kind of capitalizing Yeah, it's on that. like a parody of, like, the himself. life that... Yeah, it's a parody of himself. It's like a satire of himself. So, uh, moving on. Um, for a while... He was living with his wife, again, a former prostitute, which is fine. Can we, can we talk? <laughs> hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt again. A former sex worker. I apologize. I'm sorry to interrupt again. Can we talk about how fucking weird it is that a rich white dude blo- bought a black woman <laughs> in America he in 2010? Already, he already went to a jungle that was pri- that was like no white people at all and bought the fucking town he bought a black woman in america Oof. he's in a colonizer dude yeah he's a straight he's colonizer. an absolute colonizer hold on, hold on real quick he needs to change his name to thomas he, jefferson she she uh uh you know she came approached him for a blowy and he denied it, and apparently they cuddled. Bro, and that's no. yeah, and that's when Aww. they fell in love. That's a goddamn. This lie. is according to John McAfee. Just is according to John McAfee. And <laughs> that's because he can't get it off the women anymore because he's fucking dogs, dude. And sure. apparently, this was a problem with her, her pimp, Crutchfield. <laughs> he was like. I mean, I'm sure he still paid her for the cuddle. Like he has money. I'm sure he paid her for the cuddle. Like why did but they care? fell in love, bro? And so then he, he tried to like her? run. Yeah, he tried to run off with her, and they had some kind of agreement with him and Mr. Crutchfield, and they they moved off to fucking Oregon, where they got married in like 2013. So he bought this woman. He still <laughs> bought a black woman in America in like Oof. 2010. Oof. Yeah, I don't. It's 2012. They met. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, yeah. it's a very antiquated <laughs> version of reality. Mm, mm. Uh, although, when you think about it, even the fact that the second term of Obama, he bought a black woman <laughs> in America. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! It's a wild world, man. It's a wild right. world if you're fucking John McAfee. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's get into some of his, uh, where John McAfee's been at the, ca- the past few years, y'all. So recently... Oh, they met at a cafe. John, John, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the McDonald's McCafe. John McAfee has, re- has recently only done a few different things. He's uh, a huge endorser of cryptocurrency. Oh, and he ran for fucking president of the United States in 2016. As a libertarian. Well, actually, he's scamming cryptocurrencies again. 
Of course. Oh, he's he doing, back to scamming? Yeah, he's doing uh, pump and dump schemes. He's basically using his name to propel the cost of the cryptocurrency. So, like, he'll endorse it. The price will go up. He'll sell all of his shares. And then as soon as he, the, the like, celebrity of his name dies down, they tank. Oof. So... All these people are buying all this currency and then immediately losing all the value. He's know. done it like six or seven times. That makes sense because he said that if if a crypt, if cryptocurrency did not reach like uh, half a million dollars by 2000, was it 17 or 18? No, 2020. He, We're, well, the originally it was different. I think it was originally by 2017. Oh. He said that uh, if it didn't reach half a million dollars, he would eat his own dick. And then when that reached, he said, okay, in 2020... If it doesn't reach a million dollars, I'll eat my own dick. He's still going to eat his own dick. Because there's a timer on this. It's called the dickometer. or something. Is he shit, like. cutting his dick off and eating it or sucking his own dick? What does he mean by eating dick? It doesn't matter because he's going to have to figure that out. I think, well, I think I'll, well, I'll accept whichever. He's not going to do either. The, John McCarthy is insane. He's not going to eat his own dick. The dude's you about to die. He's going to take a bunch of MPDV or dick? whatever the fuck it's called. Cut his dick off. Can we talk about it? the fact that this dude also recently ran for president in 2016 for the I mean, Libertarian Party? Donald Trump ran for president. Like that shit don't surprise me. Like, That's the thing, won. though, dude. Honestly, like, honestly, the 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 fact that someone like John McAfee and Donald Trump are running for president around the same time represents some kind of weird fucking impulse that's just running through American society. Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, he lost. I mean, John McAfee did lose to uh, Gary Johnson. Um, but he afterwards endorsed Gary Johnson and said that he would never run for president again. Although, just a year ago, he said, Okay, psych, I'm going to run for president again, but I don't know what party I'm going to run under. So, also, who knows what he is nowadays? He's handing out these super hyper-realistic masks. That's his, that's his new thing as he's running... So right now he's running, apparently he's doing everything he's doing from his boat. freedom boat. Where, uh, <laughs> where he, uh, that's where he's running his whole campaign. He's got his campaign manager, and he's apparently on the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, it's just across in the Exumas and on the Caribbean. Oh, he's, he's just, a pirate of the Caribbean. I think he's he. Well, I think he's also trying to find asylum again because he's running from tax evasion in the U.S. and he's running from the FBI. And oh, he, of well, the things. IRS is on his ass for yeah. tax evasion. So he's he's on his freedom boat. He's on the run from the U.S. government, and he's fucking while running for president of the U.S. government. <laughs> and he's uh, but he's doing his campaigns, and apparently he'll be doing his debate using clones, quote unquote clones, people, volunteers that will uh, you wear a John McAfee mask with his face on it while he does some talking through a speaker, and they will like kind of talk for him and uh, and kind of represent him, kind of as like a. Uh, <laughs> like um, it's like that uh, the movie Avatar. Um, no, the what's that fucking cringy movie? Everyone like Anonymous and all them fucking. Oh, uh, v for Vendetta. Vendetta. You know, like when they all movie? wear the guy uh, Fox mask. Yeah, like, in London to like hide a, him. Oh, Max. Whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, the movie was all right. <laughs> when it boils down to it, everything that y'all have just talked about for the past two minutes, I just want to re-verify is real. Yeah, None yeah. of that shit makes any sense. None of the shit we've been saying for the past hour and some change makes any fucking sense. And it's, this dude is still alive. It's all stupid. It's all stupid. We don't know. This dude lives one of the most bizarre lives I've 
ever fucking heard of. Like, just the fact that, like, the, the guy who's responsible for most of the antivirus software is this guy that also became a fucking psycho in the jungle who's probably responsible for killing a guy. Like, there's just, like, I don't know. I, I wish, I, I hope that before John McAfee dies, a fucking psychotherapist can talk to this guy and fucking diagnose this guy because this guy is worth, like, valuable resources to the psychological community. This guy is a pure anomaly of human existence. What a fucking person, dude. What a dude. What a dude. So are we ready to get to it, or are we ready to uh, to uh, announce it? We're ready, and I want to say real time, quick. Good times. What the fuck? We're about that? to go into the session, or the, uh, where we all say whether or not the good times are actually killing us. And I will say that usually in most episodes, usually we all get together and gather and kind of know where we're going to stand on this. I have no, no idea. No one, nobody here knows where we all stand on this. <laughs> Whether the good times are killing us or not, who wants to start? K-Town. I'm going to go out here. I feel like I say this a lot, man. I do this a lot. I'm going to say the good times are killing us. Mm. He's mm. out here fucking dogs. <laughs> he's, be- he's beating his dick so... Allegedly! No, my boy fucking dogs, yo. <laughs> by your... By, <laughs> my, my boy... Okay. By your deduction. Bull, by your bullet deduction. points right now. My boy fucking dogs. He's beating his dick so hard it's bleeding. That's he fine. He's he fucking 17-year-old prostitutes. No. He fucking making weird-ass drugs. That's fine. He shot his dogs in the head that probably weren't even poisoned. He was just fucking drugged out of his mind. Okay. He killed his neighbor. Mm, he yeah. bought a black woman in 2012. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good book. <laughs> and he ain't paying no goddamn taxes. I need my streets to be clean, bro. So, no, nah, the good times are killing us. Fuck him. You got a good argument there, dude. I can't, I can't deny, man. <sighs> you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't end these enough, or I, I feel like I end these a lot. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, agree. The good times are definitely fucking killing us. Is it a fascinating story? Is it uh, amazing? Is it really cool to listen to? Yes, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, uh, he's actually been in the process of talking to. Um, Hollywood scriptwriters, screenwriters about making a movie about himself. This would have been a which, really good thriller. It's a great story. It's absolutely fantastic. What did he say? It was like a mix of like fucking James Bond and Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way that he's going to write it. If this guy has control, if this motherfucker has control over his story, it's going to be the dumbest shit ever. It's going to sound great. But oh. in the day, man, when oh. you look at the objective facts uh, of what ca- kind of person this guy is... Spoiler cast coming soon, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, hopefully. Could you imagine if George Lucas came out of retirement to write that? <laughs> well, currently, um, they are working on a movie, or at least it's in development hell, probably. Uh, Johnny um, Depp was going to Johnny Depp was originally slated to John star him. McAfee. But now it's Michael Keaton. It would have definitely been Johnny McAfee. I mean, uh, John McAfee. want to get nuts? It would have been Johnny Let's McAfee. But let me go ahead and say the good times are killing us. This dude and his antics, as fascinating, as, as, as interesting as they are, not a good thing. The world could probably use less of these types of people. Honestly, what I believe is that when you look at the psychology of most CEOs of major companies, they're all fucking... Sociopaths. A lot of them are psychopaths. John McAfee is just the the uh, 
the unbridled version of that. He's as if every fucking he's he's like if Steve Jobs or fucking Jeff Bezos or any of these other motherfuckers who control or controlled the world were to be complete fucking cokeheads, you'd have nothing different from John McAfee. John McAfee is just an insane fucking rich boy fucking cult leader psychopath mm. just like all the other CEOs most of the other CEOs okay fine whatever Goddamn, in this country he's just the unbridled version he's the true face of the evil that really runs this country he's Whether the you, Patrick Bateman absolutely he is a true blue Patrick Bateman if Patrick Bateman made it far enough to uh, if only his business card was successful if only, if only, if only he had. He if had his that. business card was successful and he was still here today in 2019. Okay, you guys want a hot take? Oh god, here is we it, go. Is your hot take going to be your good times are killing us? The good times are not killing us. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. The good times are not killing us. This is an interesting one. Okay, go ahead. Your boy's playing by his own rules. Mm. He's playing to the beat of his own drum. I uh. Ugh. You know, I just thought about the whole Just a reminder, he might have fucked a dog. <laughs> yeah, but he he fucked a dog, he fucked a 17-year-old. Possibly raped He might have bought a black woman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about raping. He yeah. might have raped a woman. Ooh. A whole woman, he raped no, but pain, pain, it's chill. He's playing ball. by the rules of his own, the beat of his own drum. <laughs> it's chill. Oh, yeah, according to Mark. Yeah, oh, yeah, true, Mark, go ahead with your perspective. Bro, you problematic. <laughs> we about to cancel you right now. Don't do me like you did Jordan, alright? Don't <laughs> text me a picture every day of you, you like, trying to explain this. <laughs> Look. You can cut that. Oof. Oof. No, I don't care. Let him. Oof. Let him hear it. Jordan eats Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Does he he problematic know? for that. We Jordan is a friend of ours who is a gay man. We've done a couple episodes with Jordan. He tries to call us. Pro- he tries to call us out all the time for being problematic, and I'm just you can't sit there with Chick Fil A in your hand talking about how shitty they are to gay people, and then you still eat there every fucking day. Oh, speaking of problematic, Mark, you were saying that the man who uh, had sex with 17 year olds, fucked dogs, killed his neighbor, bought a black woman, was raped a woman. Look, was look, chill. look, 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 look! I didn't say it was chill. I just didn't want to be completely unanimous on this one, and I'm trying to work my way out of that right now. So, the good times (laughs) are not killing us. He's playing to the beat of his own drum. This guy, he made his millions, right? Mm -hmm. He took his millions. He tried to do something good. He tried to make some kind of topical antibiotics. It didn't work. He was on drugs. He kept pushing through. He was like, you know what? This country is corrupt. I've got to fucking hide and leave. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I don't know. This guy's not really... He ain't helping shit. I mean, I don't know if the good times are killing us, but, like, let him burn out bright, man. Let him go ahead and, uh, you know... Okay, well, what I will say about John McAfee... McAfee, whatever the fuck. McAfee. 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 Is that like, um, usually when we talk about this, when we get in this segment, Are the Good Times Killing Us, we talk about whether or not it's a benefit to society or, society or not. And in the long run, I guess John uh, McAfee doesn't really have a big impact on society as a whole. Unless he becomes president. Unless he becomes president. Well, good yeah. God, imagine. But let's just say whether or not it's good that this man has existed in the world 
or not. And I'm still going to say the good times are killing us. I don't think this person is a good person. I think he is a walking fucking uh, mental wreck. He's either a psychopath. He's either got intense, like, uh, borderline personality disorder. He's, he's, he's pretty sure he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, dude. He's absolutely insane, completely unhinged human being. I mean, there's worse people, but this guy is not... What if he got real power? What, what would it, He would just use his power for some dumb shit. It's scary to think You think his though. power... You think that John McAfee's power... If he became president, he let's would, say he be, somehow became president... He docked the fucking freedom boat, and he's like, fucking, hey, I'm in D.C. now. I'm the president. We're going to legalize MDPV. I would move and- to another fucking country. Because <laughs> I don't want this guy in, in charge of my fucking country. This guy is a fucking psychopath, dude. John McAfee is absolutely insane. Look, I'm going to say, look, okay, I've had deep thought on this recently, and... Yeah, giving any type of real power or real type of... This guy would be a real problem. He's fucking people's lives up. Imagine the people of Belize when Possibly this guy... Possibly killing people. This guy is hiring gang members and thugs. Possibly and raping hire, people. And, and possibly raping people. Um, and, and the community of Belize, he's probably a real force to be reckoned with. In, in the worst possible way. I think um, he's just... Honestly, you know, I think he really is just an insane relic of this colonizer type of mindset that thinks that he can just do whatever he wants. He's the absolute, the absolute most insane predicament as he's, human being. He is like the definition of like every like like BuzzFeed slash like Vice article about like white privilege. Yeah, like, yeah, he is just a white dude who has a bunch of money doing whatever the fuck he wants. Do you guys think he away. can get anything else out of his white privilege? I mean, he's already he's, he's hit the top. He literally, yeah. other than the like legitimate presidency, he bought a woman. He bought a woman. <laughs> he took over like an island nation. <laughs> he bought like, the police and the gangsters. Like you can't get any more, and he still ain't locked up. Like, Your boy's still out here just doing what the that fuck is he true, wants. That is true. He's, He's literally doing whatever the fuck he wants. He's on a boat right now. After some some people will ar- can argue like some people will argue white privilege, whether it exists or not. But then you have people like this, and it's like Kanye West couldn't pull this shit off. No, no, no. As hard as he would have tried. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as hard as he has tried. Shouts out to Kanye. Yo, shouts to Kanye. Forever in our hearts and minds. So. That is the story of John McAfee, y'all. McAfee. 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 One of the most fascinating people Mocha. to exist in our modern world. Thank you so much for listening to the Good Times or Killing Us podcast. Um, this has been quite a trip of an episode. I got to say, this is the one episode where all of us actually got together and we uh, got a little bit drunk to do the episode in honor of our boy. As, as much as I will say that I do not... I think that John McAfee is killing our society. He's killing people. It's a funny story. It is an absolutely fascinating story. It's a fucking wild story. I'll give you that, John McAfee. You've created one hell of a story. You wild motherfucker. Uh, We got some shout-outs, anything like that? Uh, 
Shouts out to Kanye. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Trump. Shouts out to Bernie, who just texted me. Bernie Sanders, what's up? I'm going to reply back in about five minutes. Uh, Shouts out to that bottle of sangria. I know I sound like a pussy for drinking sangria, but that shit was hitting. No, that shit was good. It was uh, good. Shouts out to Flaming Hot Doritos. Shouts out to Cal's Pizza. Shouts out to McCafe by McDonald's. Maybe Hope we need to make that a theme of this podcast since we're drinking. <laughs> I just want to make a shout out. Um, this episode, uh, we're, we're looking forward to doing uh, a month of really spooky episodes for you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm plug, particularly let's do excited. Let's some housekeeping. Let's plug uh, what we're going to do next. If you listen, if you listen to this podcast and to the end of it, you will know that in October you will have an episode about the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple, as well as a couple super spooky horror movies that have very weird backgrounds. We're gonna hit some spoiler casts like right on y'all's heads. Bang, bang, some, bang, bang, bang. Like bow, like like back to back, rapid fire. Just because it's Halloween, it's a fucking season that we all fucking love. I'm and so excited. And dude. we're ready to party on some good times or killing us style. And so, lot of spoiler cast of some movies, a lot of really kind of more dark themed episodes. And uh, follow us on fucking Facebook at the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Good Times Killing Us podcast. Uh, look at our YouTube. If you're listening to this on any other podcast thing, you probably don't need to look at our YouTube. But keep checking it out because we might post something spooky coming up this month. We do plan on doing like a Facebook Live soon. Yeah, we're going to do some Facebook Lives. That's why you guys need to like uh, follow the Facebook. If you are on fucking iTunes, hit us up. Give us that five-star review because we need it. It makes us uh, more relevant in uh, people's podcast feeds. And give us a comment. Tell us what you think about the podcast. And if you love it, like, let us know. If you think we're stupid, if you think we're hashtag stupid, uh, let stupid. us know. Because that's fine, too. Like, you know, but give us that five-star review. Yeah, y'all, give us some fucking feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Um, I, I believe that we're doing something truly unique with podcasts. Um, there's a lot of people we've discovered that are really into this type of stuff. Um, we're, we're just... It's 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 a totally unique genre. Just just talking about the bizarre aspects of our modern culture. Thank you so much for listening. We really look forward to doing um, a month of you uh, with you guys. Probably three or four episodes of just Halloween themed stuff. Dude, I don't know how many episodes before they hit them on. We're gonna go in, guys. We are super excited. This is the best season of the fucking year. And as always. With all these motherfuckers out in the world, the good times are fucking killing us. We're All right, go ahead when you're ready, doggy. So, even though he wasn't technically being searched for by police, he decided to seek asylum or Salem. Okay, let me repeat that. Asylum. Asylum. Even though he wasn't technically being searched for by police, pipe up by police. He. All right, pipe it up. (laughs) Pipe it up. up, up. And.